السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمده ونصلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد اول پریز ڈیو ٹو اول مائٹی اللہ دا سسٹینر ناریشر اینڈ چیریشر اف دا یونیورس پیس بلیسنگز اینڈ سیلیوٹیشنز بی اپون اور بلوڈ ماسٹر اینڈ لیڈر نبی محمد مصطفی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم او اللہ We beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deception of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. It is indeed only the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala that we continue with our tafsir and commentary of the Noble Quran. Our starting point is Surah Nur, chapter number 24 and verse number 33. In yesterday's lesson, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala informed us that the ladies who they can expose their beauty to, and we discuss all that in detail. Thereafter, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala mentioned, وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا Turn to Almighty Allah Jalla Wala in repentance, all of you, أَيُّوَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ O you believers, لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So that you are successful. I mentioned in yesterday's lesson that for Tawbah minimum there are five conditions. Number one, we must have nadama, regret and remorse. Ya Allah, your bounties are ever recurring, showering upon us. And we are so ungrateful, unloyal. Daily we violate your divine law and code. Second one, we must detach and cut ourselves off from the vices we involve in immediately. People are having affairs, fornication, adultery. People are involved in gambling and drugs. People are involved in interest. People are involved in pornography. All these vices, we have to divorce, detach ourselves from them immediately. The more we delay, then remember the iman is getting weaker, weaker, weaker. You see, you saw your, your fluorescent, you saw your lights, that how in the ending of its life, it starts flickering, and then it just goes dead. Our iman is very similar. Remember that chingari of iman, that spark of iman is still there. The person now still says, yes, I'm doing wrong. But if we continue and persist, he will not only say he's doing wrong, he will justify it, continue with it, and then the whole iman might disappear, Allah forbid. Third one, to fulfill the rights of all, Allah, all the salah that is outstanding, all the siyam and fasting that is outstanding, all the zakat that is outstanding. So all that we have to make the qada of it, settle those issues. Fourth one, the rights of human being. How many debts of people we have usurped? How many inheritance and the age shares we have usurped? Today people think they're very pious. But how did you start your empire with all haram? And now we're building masjid, we're giving madrasa money. All that means nothing. Your foundation was tainted, polluted. 
So we have to go back there and redress that issue. Then you can start your new empire. That is part of the Tawbah. And the fifth one, Tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha. Turn to Almighty Allah in such a Tawbah. That is nasuha. Nasuha means we don't go back to those vices and evil. You will see in Ramadan people reading five daily salat. From the day of Eid, already the attendance is dropping. Then you will find the ladies, many of them the scarf is off. The men, many of them the beards are shaven. But the man was making imamat Allah forbid. So all these are signs that that Ramadan, Siyam, Qiyam are rejected by Almighty Allah. By Allah, Al-Hasana to Ba'd Al-Hasana, to continue with the goodness that is a sign of Kabuliyah and acceptance. Al-Sayyah Ba'd Al-Hasana, after goodness to do evil and bad, remember that's a sign of rejection. And now it is mardud and rejected. May Almighty Allah protect us. Thereafter, Almighty Allah addressing the elders, the parents, the society, ayama, and you must get the people married. Ayama, plural of ayim. Those who are not married, they single minkum, and especially get them married. min ibadikum wa imaikum. To those who are the pious ones among your male and female. Oh, may look for a pious lady, although she's not so beautiful. Look for a pious lady with good character, who although, remember, she's not so rich. Get married to her, although she does not belong to that elite family, highest strata of society. Then you will see your life, how wonderful it will be. But you married that rich lady for her richness, Allah will disgrace you. She will throw it in your face. It is my car, my house, my property. So what do you say? You can't say much because now you are accustomed to all the luxuries and the fineries of life. You got married to the lady for beauty and now five years on after two or three children she's no more so slim, no more so trim and so forth. So the beauty is gone. Then you start wondering, but where I got mixed up with this lady? But when you get married because of piety, that will remain, inshallah. Likewise, your sisters, don't just look at the complexion of the person and the bank balance of that person. That is a big mistake. Therefore, the divorce rate is spiraling out of control. South Africa, all countries almost. Because J.C. Niyat, Waisi Barakat. The intention and motive we have, that is what the results will be. Today, no one wants to get married to the poor person. If they are poor, Allah will enrich them through His grace and mercy. So whatever is in your taqdeer, that Allah will give you in your destiny. No one can take it away from you. Believe you me. Remember, I've been so through so much in life. How many people tried so many things? But Allah always gives what He wants to. 
Wallahu wasi'un alim. And Almighty Allah is ample in giving. There is no shortage, limitation in the treasures of Allah. Allah se mangenge. Allah se mangwaenge. And we will beg Allah. And Allah, inshallah, will make decisions in our favor. Where through His mercy, we should never think we deserve it. And remember, Alim, he is all-knowing. So these are the lessons that we should learn. Today's lesson, Surah 24, Surah Nur, verse number 33, all Allah teaches us. Yes, it can happen. Sometimes people are in abject poverty. You look at Syria, where the Kafir Shias have murdered our men, raped our women, and now the children are Usara, and they are now people who are, you know, that they are going from country to country as refugees. So they don't have much. So in a case like that, how do you settle? So all Mighty Allah announces and tells us, well, And those people should remain chaste. La yajiduna nikaha Who don't have the means to get married They are refugees They don't even have a shelter Let alone comfort and so forth So circumstances have driven them from their homeland So la yajiduna nikahan Hatta yugniyahumullahu min fadli Tell Almighty Allah and enriches you from His grace and mercy so remember that insha'Allah halat conditions change. After difficulty comes ease. Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah was a very wealthy person and he would say al-malu ghaidun ra'ihun remember this wealth in the morning it's there in the evening it's gone in the evening it's there and morning is gone from rags to riches and riches to rags how many incidents we saw in our life so you have to be practical as well. Remember that you can't just bring somebody's daughter, sister, and tell her every day you must be fasting because you can't afford to give her food. Therefore, it's incumbent in Islam, roti kapramakan, that the person, the husband, has to provide the shelter, the clothing, the food, and all these things. So Islam is told the man, Surah 4, verse 19, وَعَاشِرُوا هُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Treat your wives with love, equity, and justice. The easy example I give, how you want your son-in-law to treat your daughter, how you want your brother-in-law to treat your sister, you treat your wife like that, nay, better than that, then you will be a good husband. So that is what Islam is teaching us. Here in the next sentence I need to explain to you. In Islam, when the Muslim army is victorious and they defeated the enemy and so forth, so in a case like that, then the Muslim general, the commander-in-chief has five options. Regarding them, the non-Muslims who are there, he can kill them. Second one, he can tell them to pay a ransom. Third one, he can give them, you know, freedom without any payment, gratis. Fourth one, he can use them as istibdal, that you make bubadalatul usara, use them for exchange of prisoners of war. So that will be irrespective of the numbers, they are 50, our one, our 50, they are one, so all that will be fine. And the fifth one is istirqaq, you take them as slaves.
Remember in this day and this age, all this doesn't apply. But you need to understand how Islamic law works. So when you use the term slave, people think it refers to now the person is in shekels and no clothes and no food. Nay. Islam does not allow torture. Islam does not allow oppression, transgression. If you know anything about hadith, just to give you one example, when they ask Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, which is the greatest chain, silsila to zahab, he said, Malik, when Imam Malik reports from his teacher Nafi, Nafi reports from his teacher Abdullah ibn Umar, Abdullah ibn Umar reports from the master Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Imam Bukhari said that is silsilatul zahab, the golden chain, the best chain of transmission of hadith. Who is Nafi? Nafi is a slave. And Abdullah ibn Umar set him free. Abdullah ibn Umar performed thousand umrahs and set free thousand slaves. He told Nafi, you free to go? He said, nay, I stay here by you, although I got my freedom, because I'm studying here by you. And he became the greatest chain in Islam as far as Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, Amirul Mu'mineen fil Hadith is concerned. So that is what Islam does. Not what the American regime is doing, that you leave people in Guantanamo Bay and remember there is no justice for them, the shame and disgrace of the American regime. Whether it was a black man or the white man, remember these are our issues with them. We need to be clear on these issues. And Almighty Allah has given us a great system. But the Muslim today does not understand Islam and therefore they apologetic and therefore they compromise. Therefore, you see, today we instead of influencing the lives of others, we get influenced by them because there's a crisis in the Muslim mind, the shame and disgrace. Now you have a slave who's called Mukatab. Mukatab is, I am the master, I have the slave. I see he has huge potential. He's a builder, he's a carpenter, he's a plumber, he's a go-getter. So I see he can be a greater asset, not only for me, but for the ummah. So I told him, see, you bring thousand rand, I give you freedom. Obviously for me, it will be told, why don't you give him freedom? Just like that, you'll get great reward. So that is the taqwa, the piety. I said, no, but I spent so much on him. I gave him shelter and I gave him facilities and so forth. So I feel I should receive something. So fine. So you call that Mukatab. We entered an agreement in writing. So all my tell is addressing that issue now. وَالَّذِينَ يَبْتَغُونَ الْكِتَابِ And those who are seeking kitab, they want the contract from their masters. مِمَّا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُكُمْ From what your right hand owns. So he, that slave, said, I want to enter contract with you, I will pay you so much, but give me freedom to go and work. فَكَاتِبُوهُمْ So you, the master, enter into that agreement. Now here yeah, the question is, is it compulsory or is it desirable? Majority scholars say it's not compulsory but desirable and it is something that is highly recommended.
in alimtum fihim khaira. When you know that he has goodness in him, he has a good Muslim, and or even a non-Muslim, so you tell him, fine, that I will give you this, so that it is a means of da'wat. But let's say Khaira is a Muslim, or he's got some qualities, he's a plumber, electrician, he learned all these things here. So Khaira, first meaning Muslim. Second meaning, he has got some potential and talent that is latent talent, hidden talent. So in alimtum fihim khaira. So what should you do? Now from where he's going to get that thousand, five thousand? Hence you the Muslim ummah, help him, give him. From the wealth which Almighty Allah has given you. We should never think that this wealth we have, it is our business acumen, our intelligence. Nay, people with degrees are earning so little. People who never saw a high school, people who never saw a university are earning millions. I can give you so many examples. So remember this, مِمَّا لِلَّهِ الَّذِي So the wealth which Almighty Allah has given you, spend on them. So hear this question, wa'ata wa'atuhum, you give them. So if that slave who's a mukatab entered into a contract is a Muslim, so you can give him from zakat money as well. Remember that. And if he's not a Muslim, then you give him from your lilla money. So that's a big lesson for us to learn. In this day and this age, there are millions and thousands of Muslims languishing in jail, whether it is in Burma or Palestine, whether it is in Syria or Libya, whether it is in Kashmir and India and other places. Not thousands, you'll go to millions if you go to all the countries. How many Muslims are in jail and they are being tortured and so forth, but because everything is hidden from us. So in China, what's happening and so forth. So many countries one can go and see. So remember, we the Muslim Ummah, take your zakat money, get the best lawyers, and in that way get them out from that dungeon in which they are. One sister comes to mind, Dr. Afia. Imagine. So she's there. We the Muslim Ummah have failed her. So we have failed so many people. When we apply this verse in the modern context, it will be applicable to all those people who are languishing in the Muslim countries. How many of them are there? Because they spoke again, they are puppet dictators, the tenpot dictators, and they are there in the jails. So you must remember that the Ummah has to liberate them, get the best attorneys and so forth. Spend from the wealth which Almighty Allah has given you. In those days, as I mentioned to you this entire week, because the theme was that Islam advocates and promotes chastity, purity. Islam does not allow premarital relationship. Islam does not allow extramarital relationship. Islam does not allow boyfriend, girlfriend, wala muttakhidina akhdan, wala muttakhidati akhdan. Everything clearly mentioned in Quran. But who's there to read Quran? The people, ulama also don't understand the Quran so many places. So we have to keep on learning, learning from the womb to the tomb, from the cradle to the grave. 
So none of us know Quran properly. We have to keep on going, asking our asatiza and asking and reading more and more tafasir. Then we will understand something of Quran. But the public today, they're more interested in their movies and sports and entertainment. Who got time for Quran? So the munafikin, hypocrites and some people, they would get a hold of the female slaves. And after fulfilling their own last desire, they would hire them out as prostitutes. And if they did not listen, then they would hit them, abuse them, and so forth. Like what's happening today. So you see that this industry of prostitution is booming in the Western countries and some Muslim countries. So all Allah states, and do not impose and compel those ladies who are there by you, meaning the female slaves. So, on zina, fornication, adultery, prostitution. So, yeah, you translate it on prostitution, alal In aradna when they want to lead a chaste life. Now you don't go translate the opposite. If they don't want to lead a chaste life, then you can compel them. No. You call that mafum mukhalif. Mafum mukhalif, the opposite meaning is still not permissible. So why did Allah mention this? Because the ayat was revealed for those ladies who were chaste or wanted to remain chaste. In aradna tahassuna, when the intention is to remain chaste and pure, so you cannot go and tell them, compel them, sell them into prostitution. Litabatahu, so that you search and you obtain and you receive arad al-hayati dunya, the material wealth of this world, like you see today's world. Today they have red light areas. Today they have the brothels. Today they have, look at South Africa. Openly you take a newspaper and one whole page is full of escort agencies. This one is available. This one is available. That is your democracy. That is your constitution. And then you say this pandemic of AIDS. So of course there must be pandemic. Put one, one condom at every airport and you will solve the problem. Islam says that type of systems, Allah's curse beyond it. Islam says you solve the problem from the roots. You can never solve the problem from the top, from the fruits. You go to the bottom. You make sure that the people must lead a pure and a chaste life. And those who deviate, make few of them samples and examples. In South Africa today, for fornication, we say a hundred lashes. And in public, and for adultery, we say death. Yes, many people will call us, we are barbaric law, and we are orthodox and backward. Do what you want to. But in three months, six months, one year, your problems will be solved. But who's prepared? The Muslim countries are not prepared to do it. In one, two countries maybe are doing, but 90% are not prepared. So what do you expect from non-Muslim countries? 
and whosoever compelled them and then they had to do it because they were being beaten, assaulted and battered then all met Allah after they were compelled to do so he's still going to forgive them if they are going to ask Allah for forgiveness Rahim Allah Ta'ala is very merciful so many of us have a history in our life sordid life but Almighty Allah still leaves the door open for us. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anu was asked, O Ali Amirul Mu'mineen radiallahu anu warda, ayyatu ayatin arja indaka fi kitabillah, which ayat in the noble Quran gave you the most inspiration, motivation, ya Amirul Mu'mineen, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anu, he said, Qul, Ya ibadi alladheena asrafu ala anfusihim We all might Allah addresses Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Address my servants and tell them Those who went beyond the limits They committed fornication, adultery, alcohol, drugs The worst crime, every crime almost La taqanatu min rahmatillah Never become disillusioned. Do not despair in the mercy of Allah. In Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jamia. Verily all mighty Allah forgives all the sins. All the sins Allah says, You come to me, I am the King of Kings. Innahu huwal ghafoorur rahim. He all mighty Allah is of forgiving, very forgiving, very merciful. That is Allah. Don't wait for Ramadan, my dear brother. Don't wait for Ramadan, my sister. We don't know whether we will see it now. On this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah, in this Mubarak month of Shaban, after Asr and Maghrib, between Asr and Maghrib, raise our hands, cry to Allah. Ya Allah, I am a sinner, I'm a transgressor, I'm a fasik, I'm a fajir. No mitigating circumstances, I'm guilty as charged, Ya Allah. But you said, Ya Allah, La taqnatu mir rahmatillah, never lose hope in the mercy of Almighty Allah. Do not become disillusioned in the mercy of Allah. You said, Ya Allah, that you will forgive the sins. Inna rahmataka awsa'u min dhunubina. Your mercy is broader, wider, greater than all our vices, sins put together. Speak to Allah. Speak to Allah. Don't worry about people. So Almighty Allah will forgive them. So Islam never allows fornication, adultery, prostitution. And today when you look at the Ummah, then remember we're going in that direction. What is happening in our schools and universities? Allah, Allah, Allah protect us, Allah protect us. وَلَقَدْ أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكُمْ آيَاتٍ مُبَيِّنَاتٍ Indeed, we, Allah is alone, but Allah uses the word we. It is the royal pronoun. Almighty Allah using it as a symbol of reverence and respect to stamp His authority. I am Allah fa'alul lima yurid. I do as I please, and I have the right to question the entire creation. And none in the universe and creation has any right authority to question me. La yus'alu amma yaf'alu wa hum 
yus'alun. None can question Allah and they will be questioned because Allah Jalla Wala is the sole exclusive Khalik and Malik, the only creator, only owner. We cannot create, we are but temporary owners. We just are users for a temporary period. The real ultimate owner is Allah. So yeah, all my Allah says, Anzalna, Anzalna for Quran, remember that from the seven heavens to the first heaven. And Tanzil from the first heaven to the Mubarak, blessed heart of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam over a period of 23 years. وَلَقَدْ أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكُمْ آيَاتٍ مُبَيِّنَاتٍ Indeed, we have revealed to you, the Ummah, such verses that make things manifest and clear. 6,236 verses. The story of 6666, remember, 6,666 is not authentic. It's totally rejected, according to majority scholars. So 6,236. So, ayatim mubayinat. So, remember, it is verses that make things clear and manifest. Wa mathala. And all Matthew Allah has sent to you the parables, examples. Min alladhina khalaw min qablikum. Of those people who passed away. Who went away before you. What happened to the people of Nuh alayhi salam? The people of Ibrahim alayhi salam? The people of Nabi Dawood alayhi salam? Musa alayhi salatu salam? 136 times. His noble name is mentioned in a noble Quran. No messenger's name is mentioned so many times. Min qablikum before you. So wa mawidha tallil muttaqeen. It is admonishment. Mawidha. What is the meaning of mawidha? Tarqiqul qulub. That it softens the heart. It makes the heart melt. Did me and you any time read the Quran and tears were flowing? Very seldom will it happen because our hearts are saturated with the love of money, with the love of this world, with the love of haram things. That real admonishment for the people who have true taqwa piety. May Almighty Allah Jalla Wala accept us for his deen, make our khatima on iman, wa akhirud da'wana alhamdulillah.